MGNAC UK is delighted to announce that we will be taking part in the new government scrappage scheme. Uh, we would heartily endorse anyone who wishes to bring a rather creaky old 15-year-old car and swap it for... Oh, damn. Garrett Jones on speed! Hello, and welcome to the On Speed Show. He's Richard Porter. Hello. He's Zog. Hello. And I'm not Gareth Florence Jones, because at the start of the Monaco Grand Prix, which the three of us had just watched round at Richard's flat, I said, if Jensen doesn't win this race, I will change my middle name to Florence. So I'm not Gareth Florence Jones. It looked like a dead cert that he was going to do that, didn't it, gentlemen? Uh, it did, but if you carry on making bets like that, you know... Uh, you're not going to be hanging on to that, that middle name for all that much longer. You know, never. Uh, technically, though, your middle name is Jennifer, back from when yeah. the uh, Australian Grand Prix all those years ago, when you said if Nigel Mansell doesn't win this, and then, oh, boom, tyre's gone. Oh, no. Oh, oh, he's not world champion. And I'm so, yeah, lumped Gareth with the name Jennifer. Jennifer. <laughs> Florence would be an improvement, really, wouldn't it? Actually, I'm prepared to say that I may change my middle name to Gareth Florence Jones if Jensen doesn't win this world championship this year, though. Oh. Oh, and I would be so much more impressed if you'd made yeah. that bet, you know, f- four months ago. I'd have been impressed. But, I, I, yeah, I, I, w- I wouldn't have said it I wouldn't, four take, ago. I wouldn't take that bet now. I but guess. when you win five races out of the first six of the season, and one of them's Monaco, when I wasn't expecting him to be so good around Monaco, I thought Ruby would be doing better than him in Monaco, because he's good, isn't he, Ruby? Yeah, Ruby? Ruby, Ruby baby. He Ruby. It's Rubens Barrichello's Jewish brother, Ruby. <laughs> Ruby Barrichello. I drive the car already. Yeah, but, 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 but Button hasn't been great up to Monaco on the whole, has he? But um, I, 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 was, I was inclined to agree that I think that if it was going to be Braun and Pole, it would have been Barrichello. Mm. But it looks very much like that. Maybe it's the extra confidence he's got. I don't know. But Jensen had it. And once he was on pole, very hard to see anything happening to stop him winning the race. Ross Braun is not the man who's likely to make a tactical mistake. No, that's true. It wasn't a great race, though, Rich, was it, really? really? Not, uh, not, not a race, not fantastic. per se. Got, yeah, it just got a bit... I, I drifted off after... Uh, a certain point but it was mainly because I think we were talking about this before the race that we thought that if Raikkonen used his curse to good effect he could get a good start and it could be all over but the Brawns just moved away and well, stayed moved away until I think Barrichello was told to look after his tyres and the other thing is I think we, we were potentially robbed of a more interesting race by Hamilton messing up in qualifying yeah. and mm. starting from the back you know if, you know, if he had got uh, you know third or fourth on the grid um, I think we could have seen a much more interesting race I wasn't aware that Lewis had actually done any damage to his nose but it seems in that jostling with Kubica in the first couple of laps he knocked his car around but putting the new nose on the car made a big difference for him but really, you know, we were, were willing him, willing him up that grid, you know, please get into a position where at least you might get one point, but it wasn't going to happen at all, was it? Yeah. But he seemed a lot more cheerful at the end of this race. Yeah, and yes, it's weird because what it seemed during the race was that normally he's one of those drivers who's a fighter in the yeah. Schumacher mould yeah. where, you know, no matter how lousy the car, no matter how down his luck he is, he will fight through the pack and he will deliver a... Uh, a performance that you'd think a lot of drivers would just give up, you know, at the other mm. extreme, I suppose, you know, the Yano Truly syndrome, where you just get a bit bored on about lap 19 and go, oh, God, 
I've been here already, can't be bothered with this anymore. And your pace goes right off. Hamilton's the absolute converse of that, where he will just fight and fight and, and try and drag a lousy car up through the field, and he mm. didn't seem to do so much of that. I don't know, we didn't see so much of his race, but that's what it seemed like. And yet, the, the strange thing is that you didn't see him fighting, but then after the race, you saw him being quite sanguine mm. about what happened, whereas previously it had been the exact opposite. He'd have fought really hard and then expressed great disappointment in the post-race interviews. That's true. Although Monaco is a circuit where it's so much harder to fight through the field. Yeah. And, you know, you, know, you yeah. can get bottled up behind just one car for so long. Mm. Maybe it's harder to be inspired to do it when there's so much less prospect. Can I broaden the subject a little bit from Monaco at the moment to the other stuff that was going on around Monaco in the build-up? The constant meetings between the FOTA and the FIA and Max and all that about the future of F1 at the moment from my opinion F1's pretty darned exciting at the moment it's pretty good even if it is as Bernie said himself before the start of the race well it's a bit boring isn't it the same person winning all the time yeah I know (laughs) (laughs) but boring in a good way what was doubly apologies if you weren't watching the BBC coverage of the Formula 1 because you're you're not in the UK or something but the Brundle's grid walk uh, he encountered Jerry <laughs> and she was driveling nonsense about Formula One generally. But now I have—I I wouldn't say I've met Jerry Halliwell, but I've been in the same room as her when we had her on Top Gear. And she is microscopically small. I, mean, I, was, saying, I was saying to you two before the before we started recording that she's like a sort of five eighth scale model of a human being. It's bizarre. <laughs> she's sort of she's she's all in proportion, but just that she looks like she's slightly further away than she actually is. Now, I'm prepared to accept that she was probably wearing some heels or something, but nonetheless, she was notably taller than Bernard Eccleston, which gives you some perspective on how absolutely almost invisible to the naked eye that man is. And therefore probably why he's so powerful. Small man syndrome. Small man syndrome. Got to make up for it. I'm six foot three and I wield no power whatsoever. (laughs) I'm busy being tall. You say Jerry Halliwell is a 5'8 scale model of... A full-size Jerry Halliwell. <laughs> I think it, it probably it, the, the measurements were done in kilometres rather than miles. Yes, that's yes so, so she's like point yeah. six two exactly. version of. Yeah. Uh, of yeah. <laughs> so geeky. So, so to come back, well, we've all done the field conversions yeah, yeah, when we're working it out in the car. Yeah. So to, to bring it back to the, the the other stuff that's going on with F1 at the moment, um, the big threat, and we've mentioned it before in the program, is that Ferrari will not be in F1 in two thousand and ten. Okay, Ferrari if, and others and right? others. Yeah. Yeah. Toyota, mm. plenty yeah. of other teams. If they don't turn up for the season next year, yeah. I'm going to change my name to Gareth Florence Big Bum Willy Poo Jones. <laughs> wow, <laughs> the deed poll people are going to be busy. <laughs> Another form from Gareth Jones. They'll, yeah. They will be there, won't they? Won't uh, they? Yeah. Yes. Well, they? Of course they will, yeah. Do you know well, what they said as well last week, I think, or the week before? They said, do you know, it's important to us to be in Formula One. They're so pompous on there about this they said it's, it's so important to be in Formula 1 because unlike other manufacturers what we do in Formula 1 directly informs our road cars it, it makes our road cars better now and, and I actually talked to the Ferrari road car PR man this week about something else and I'd written a column in Evo magazine saying that motorsport involvement and the claim that it improves road cars is always nonsense and that it really, really doesn't have any effect. And Ferrari are very, very chippy about this. And their PR man said, you know, we would like you to come to the factory sometime and see how our Formula One team 
actually makes our road cars better but my theory is that if they spent the money that they would save from pulling out of formula one to make their road car better it would have the same effect ah. and therefore this argument is still essentially useless you may be right about that i was going to say something else i was going to say the word that uh, in fact eddie jordan said <laughs> on the bbc formula one coverage which i believe was bollocks <laughs> although the actual word he used was bollocking of yes, course yes he did yes. maybe t- on a, some technical note he would argue that's not quite as bad as saying bollocks on the bbc uh, i don't know if you go on the bbc know, internet we've talked about this before haven't we if you go on the bbc internet there's a list of swear words and how bad they are ah, but if you're irish you can say bollocks bollocks because it means it's a different thing with an yeah. I-X in the yeah and it, it's yeah. also it means a different thing it was a bollocks it means yeah. it didn't go right you rather, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You know, it was not a pair of testicles with a scrotal <laughs> sound which is what you could have said um, listen what we're talking about the Ferrari point the, yeah. I mean, you, you may be right about that but, but at least Ferrari does have a, there is a real connection between what they do in racing and what they do with the road cars in a way that there really isn't for most of the teams you know, they yes, have, you know, basically the that history of uh, you know, yes. Ferrari is that they started making road cars to make to money fund to fund the thing yeah. well that's cars. fine but and now pull out what, what in a delicious irony pull out of Formula One in order to spend more money on the road cars I appreciate it wouldn't work like that because obviously you don't get sponsorship for doing road cars but nonetheless it's and Ferrari more than anybody else they need to have that kind of aura that being a successful racing manufacturer yes. generates yes. in order to make which their is cars why work they in people's aren't minds. going anywhere well they're just waving their arms around and making I don't know how, how good your cars. F1 history is but do you remember the last time Ferrari actually pulled out Formula One it was when they changed the engine rules was it not uh, 1956 uh, I think it was later uh, than that I think it was 60 ooh, <laughs> 60 something but yes they were talking about bringing in a smaller engine next year and it, oh, it's outrageous we must have mm. uh, the big, V12 yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't want to yeah. small engines and they said we will not turn up for the next race and Ferrari didn't turn up for the next race although there were Ferraris who started that race they were the same cars it was the same people running the team they weren't painted red they were painted blue with a uh, white pair of white stripes down the middle it was Ferrari dealers of America who NLT. magically brought a team yeah. what to are the, the chances of that <laughs> what a coincidence <laughs> um, but that's quite interesting as well because didn't remember when everyone went to V10s yeah and Ferrari made a big old fuss then they did, when yeah. old man yeah. Enzo was still alive yeah. to keep a V12 and they were the only ones what year was that they were still running uh, a V12 uh, Lacey was there so it was before Shumi went there it would have uh, been 90 80, no later than that I'd say I uh, um, 90, 91 I would say or thereabouts oh, yeah okay. thereabouts Hey, we should, right we should check this stuff, shouldn't we? Hey, <laughs> right in. Right you in. will. We know you'll check yeah, it. Yeah, we'll know you check it. So, listen, the future of F1 next year. Adrian Campus running a team instead of Ferrari. I don't know. Uh, a Lola, perhaps. All that. What was it? Lightspeed. The F3 team alleged to be putting a Formula One bid in. Dad, Yo, mate. Well, well it's it, quite interesting, this, isn't it? A lot of it is interesting in a sort of, you know, this can't possibly... I don't know. A lot of the teams that are being discussed look a lot more like kind of straw men, probably, than real teams. At yeah. the same time, that I think it would be very interesting to see a lot of the teams that we're talking about coming into the sport. Realistically, can you see the sport in 2010 being, uh, yeah, Lola versus Lightspeed um, versus Lotus, uh, you know, uh, with with no Ferrari, mm. no Renault, no Toyota? Well, exactly. But, I suppose they must have looked at the British touring cars and gone, oh, my God, <laughs> this is a bit dismal this year, isn't it, when there's only one factory team in it and they're 
pulling out, and yeah. it's yeah. It's I mean, you know, there's the, the, somehow not as exciting. There's clearly a lot of brinksmanship going on, and I don't know. It's a bit like the thing with the medal system and the and the winners deciding world championship thing that was talked about. Yeah. Um, well, Bottom would have already won the championship this year if that was the case, wouldn't it? Practically. Well, yeah. It's yeah. When, you know, when, when that idea was floated, and you know, it's it's still stood out there. You, you had that feeling that this is something that's being put forward and promoted in order to get something else it's, yeah. that's, that's not actually the real yeah. agenda and yeah. uh, you know a lot of what's going on at the moment in terms of discussion about the rules and governance you know th- okay there is a real struggle for power there but in a way you just sort of want to close my eyes and wake up when they just settled it all and we can get this particular <laughs> circus over Pronto Ferrari F1 what do you want now? A uh, new regulations proposal for you from now on. All drivers to wear moose antlers on their helmets, OK? No, it's not OK. It's totally ridiculous. It's an insult to the great history of Ferrari. If this proposal goes ahead, we will withdraw from the sport. I see. Well, um, what if we compromise? The FIA will drop the moose antlers thing as long as you're OK with the 40 million budget cap. OK, it's a deal. Oh, fafakul. Meanwhile, at the Nürburgring. <laughs> this is most amusing. You people from Nissan, you are losers. Our 911 GT2 is the fastest car around the Nürburgring. I must humbly suggest that you esteemed Porsche engineers are talking complete barracks. The GTR V-Spec is the new fastest car on the Nordschleife. This is substantially incorrect. Your judgment of the start and finish positions is most inefficient. And your use of semi-slick tyres is most ungentlemanly. You are simply a bad loser because the glorious 911 is the faster car. You are unable to accept that we have built an honorably superior vehicle. Right. There is only one way to solve this. You mean... Yeah... Well, I have the laser tape measure here. So, after three, cocks on the table. Gareth Jones on speed with Sniff Petrol. It's ever so slightly rude sometimes. About halfway through the Monaco Grand Prix, uh, I look around the room to see that I am, in fact, the only person watching the TV in the room, that Zog and Richard were both on their Apple Power Books doing some... How do you pronounce it? Apple McIntosh, is that right? <laughs> Apple McIntosh, which I think we then decided sounds like uh, an American law firm of some sort. <laughs> I was uh, spokesman for Apple McIntosh said there would be further job losses. Um, no, no, we'll get to what you were doing on yours in a moment. So you were what, on the, B- was, what, the current at, of the BBC Red Button, live timing. I was looking at the live timing yeah. from, from the uh, Formula One website. Which yeah. is very useful. It's a very, uh, very handy. Yeah. We love live yeah. timing. Last time we watched a race, my son was leaning over your shoulder and was calling out the times as we were getting it live. Yeah. And it was, it was a bit sharper than the commentary on the BBC I have to say yeah he was great he was there he was there Richard you were twittering yes I'm slightly embarrassed about this because it's kind of (laughs) it's such a it's one of those fads isn't it it's an internet fad but the backstory is that I was aware of Twitter and I'd always failed to see the point of it and I don't think you know if it's a personal Twitter thing I just think what 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 do people do? I've just brushed my teeth. Oh, I've just I've just gone and bought some cheese, and then inexorably you're going to get to a point where people are twittering like I'm at a funeral, or uh, <laughs> or uh, I've just had sex, or I am actually having sex now, and I, things like that. I am twittering. To, yes, I am twittering. Exactly, <laughs> it'll start to eat itself. But then I realised something, which is that I thought, well, 
I should probably register the twitter.com slash sniff petrol name just because uh, you don't want anyone else I don't want anyone else to have it yeah, no, yeah, of course. No, not for any particular reason except that what if the person who bags it is a massive racist or something and they because this happened on there's a website called pistonheads.com which I'm, I'm sure people are uh, probably aware of and uh, and it has a massive uh, forum message board whatever. Mm, good forums yeah. and um, there was a guy on there whose username was sniff petrol and I sort of vaguely challenged him about this because I'm on there, but but my username isn't Sniff Petrol. And said, so why why did you have this? And he went, oh, well, just because it was free and I like your website. And I said, well, that's quite, it's quite flattering in a way, but it's also quite strange, you know. And it's like, well, what, what, you know, bbc.co.uk slash news might be free. Moira Stewart might be a free username, but I, I wouldn't take it because that might lead people to think that you're that person and not who you actually are. And this came to pass because... Mm. My friend Big John was toying with buying an Opel Monza that was advertised on Piston Heads. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Opel Monza, that big old three-litre coupe based on the uh, Commodore, really. Senator, well, yeah, Senator, Commodore, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That I whole mean, family, yeah. I always look... Probably... I nearly bought one once. Did you? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, well, you should speak yeah. to Big John. He's got about five of them. <laughs> love them. <laughs> and he decided you need another one. And uh, and it was, it was being discussed on Piston Heads, and it was advertised on there, and Big John uh, waded in and said, oh, I'm thinking of buying this car. And then I was talking to Big John, uh, uh, sort of late in this, didn't know anything about this Piston Heads thing, and, and he said, I've bought another Opel Monza. And I went, you've got loads, John, you don't need another one. He went, well, you encouraged me. <laughs> I went, no, I didn't. He went, yeah, you did, on Piston Heads, sniff petrol. So you said, yeah, go for it. It's like, John, that's not me. So uh, though uh, the guy who was using the sniff petrol username wasn't, thankfully, a massive racist or, or espousing unacceptable views of some other description in the name of my website, he did make my friend Big John buy an Opel Monza that he didn't need. So uh, thankfully, Mr. Sniff Petrol on Piston Heads has now changed his username to Sniff Diesel. Hello, if you're listening, by the way. Thanks for that. Uh, that's fine. But I thought, same logic, better bag the Twitter thing to stop someone else yeah, using it for the purposes yeah, of idea. I don't know what yeah. making John buy more cars he doesn't need wish I'd done that before that bloke registered gaztop.com website. oh yeah there's uh. some snowboarder who calls himself uh. gaztop it's, yeah. it's not fair is it uh. not fair well, he'll anyway, probably die in a horrible hard to get the accent. <laughs> so, uh, yes. By, by the by, see, you've got you've so, got a presence so well, in the world of Twitter. Well, in case it's it, and I suddenly thought, yeah. well, hang on a minute, I'll start doing stuff yeah. with this. See what happens. So, and I swear, within an hour or so of registering the name, I had thirty followers. As, as this sort of people don't know, you know or stalkers, works, stalkers. I don't know. Uh, no. So I started writing essentially, and you know, you can only use one hundred and forty characters. It's yeah. like it's actually a more restrictive form of text messaging which I think is 160 characters isn't uh-huh. it? on I think, an old phone yeah, maybe, yeah, something and, um, so I started doing this and it seemed, to, it seemed to work and then one day I was watching the Grand Prix and I started just commenting on what was going on and, and got more and more followers and more and more and I was sort of up to uh, I can't remember now it's 1700 or something like that well, twelve hundred. It's, it's a reasonable that. amount. It's a reasonable amount. Yeah. You know, it's no, it's not Ashton Kutcher or Stephen Fry, but it's you know, it's sort of respectable for a shonky little British website. So I've carried on doing it, and then so we were watching the Monaco Grand Prix, and, and I'm I'm twittering away. away in the corner. And uh, so and t- it's quite give brilliant. us an example for those who haven't followed the uh, Twitter.com forward slash Sniff Petrol. Uh, it's not a site, is it? Is a page, I suppose. A channel, a feed. Well, a feed, feed. Thank mm. you. 
Um, then, um, Sorry, what are the... my beer ice cream over there. You <laughs> never just... put a bottle of beer in the freezer, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it turns into a, a sort of a 99. That's beautiful. It's that absolutely beautiful. We'll show a picture weird, of that on the website, I think. That's quite something. <laughs> um, but I digress. If you haven't followed the, the site, these are the sorts of things that you get. Can we go in sort of well, time right, order? So Let's start with your first so update so from see, the, my, the race today. My t- dribble t- nonsense thing yeah. that I've actually written. I just started dribbling just before the... And what did you put first of all? Oh, well, there we go. Okay, so we'll take one from the, from the BBC pre-race coverage. Oh, God, it's Nigel Mansell. Brundle was doing his pit walk, and you pointed out that Jensen Button always sounds like he should probably just go, <laughs> and clear his throat. <laughs> yes. So I did that. And the thing is, then people react to it. And then Jerry Halliwell appeared, so I suggested it might be an international festival of irritants because we'd already had Jack <laughs> Villeneuve on as well. Blah, <laughs> uh, blah, blah. And then I got a bit bored. And it's, it's just nonsense. I mean, it makes, I, I won't read any more of these out because they're, they're quite, quite uh, boring, really. But it, You did start sort of a thread. And and yeah, you've got all these people following you, and they're getting your feed, so they can then suggest things to you and you can as they call it retweet and I'm, I'm, I'm massively embarrassed about being involved in this whole thing but hey, I, I give it another six months yes well exactly that's fine I'm, I'm prepared to make a, a sort of dignified withdrawal at that point but I we're getting to the meat of it now yeah, this we're is what getting to the point there's a point hoving into view Martin Brundle said emulsion of oil on the track and I, I suggested on my Twitter thing that that sounded like a Depeche Mode B-side and then Zog in the room like real people actually talking to you know a human being uh, said that it actually sounded like a really lame Bond film so I suggested the race was going on a bit at this point and I'm quite bored so I suggested on the Twitter feed that if people suggest F1 related lame titles for Bond films and whoever the people are following me on Twitter hello to all of you you're very, very funny. Very funny. Yeah, Which yeah, is simultaneously a, great, a delight and quite depressing. Let's read some <laughs> of them. Sorry, read some of them. Go in, de- in time order if you okay. can. These things started coming in, and some of them are absolutely brilliant. Lame F1 titles for Bond films. Diffuser of Woe. <laughs> <laughs> if you're someone called Swish Relic on, on Twitter, that is brilliant. Steve Boswell, The Compound of Rubber. Uh, it's nice. got to be the something of something, isn't it? Well, it, yeah. you know. Uh, but some of the best uh, ones. Sack Sith uh, suggested you only pit twice. Ah, <laughs> but you see, I, I, I reckon they are refeeding something we've done there because that was actually a lyric in the Bond song that we did, the F1 Bond song, The Spy Who Laughed Me. Towards the end, at you only pit twice. Uh, okay. We sang at yeah, the yeah, end. Yeah, 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 fair yeah. enough. Okay, uh, this guy called John Kell. This was my favourite, so it was picked by something I'll mention in a minute. But John Kell suggested Weber say Weber again. <laughs> brilliant. That is my favourite. Although I do also quite like the the slightly well, it's not a mixed metaphor. It's mixing your movies up here, mixing your genres, but uh, Casino Square Royale with cheese. Kind of Tarantino Bond crossover. Mark Minto suggested a PK of Solace, which does actually sound a bit like a Bond film. Pico, of solace. Well, a pico, of course. A pico, a pico. Yeah, a very small pico amount. Is, it's, it's a nano nano. Yeah, more or less. Yes, that's yeah. right. I think. Yeah. Um, someone called WAP suggested the McLaren is not enough, which is quite. <laughs> <laughs> but the winner, the one that I absolutely love, someone whose username on Twitter is just Ork O R R C. I don't, I don't know what that means, but. Um, uh, they suggested Max Mosley in the man with the swollen butt. <laughs> yes. 
And why would Max have a swollen bum? Fracking, perhaps? No reason reason at all. So anyway, I'm slightly embarrassed about the Twitter thing, but it seems to be going down quite well. But more than that, I think uh, there's some really, really uh, inspired comedy genii out there who who are on this particular trendy website. Well done. If you want to subscribe to the Sniff Petrol Twitter feed, it's twitter.com forward slash Sniff Petrol. And the chances are, if Richard is hanging out with me and Zog and we're watching a race, it'll probably be our thoughts and not just... Richards, I would think, but yeah. You've been listening to Gareth Jones on Speed. He was Zog. Goodbye. He was Richard. Goodbye. And I was Gareth, not Florence Jones. Contact the show on speed at garethjones.tv. Get lyrics, pictures and more information from www.garethjones.tv or subscribe for free at the iTunes store. Gareth Jones on Speed is made by Whizbang. (laughs) 